Coming to you live from Rob's living room, it's the Mike and Rob Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Alright, this is um, a dry run at a podcast. So I'm Mike, and that's a guy named... Oh, Rob. Rob. And we're talking, so you get, probably want to be about this volume. Really that high? Huh? Yeah, and don't don't stare at the at the computer screen as it's making like waveforms for you to look at. It looks like you're really entertained with those. Well, why can't I stare at that? You can, but it's really going to make for bad radio. What? What? Because people can hear me staring at it. They can hear that you're does not it pick, talking. Does it pick up that on the mic? It picks that, pick that up, up. Yeah. Does it pick up me? It's staring? also picking up jingle jangles over here. Um. For people who don't know who this, these people are that are talking that might be listening to this, if we're ever that lucky, I'm Mike Wood, and you don't know me, but um, if you do, that's great. That's even better. And that guy over there is Rob Florence. Say yeah. hi, Rob. Quit staring at the <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. Okay? I can't help it. It's fascinating to me. It's like I can see my voice on there. Yeah, you can. It's and waveforms. Yes, yeah, so I'm Rob Florence, and as you probably already guessed, I'm easily entertained. And he's got dogs here who are, yeah, ruining the podcast. Um, so this, this is, our, is my life. Yeah, this is our very first attempt at a podcast. Hopefully, it will make it onto some sort of interwebs, uh, websitey kind of place where others can listen to it, download it, that sort of thing. Just like hopefully we'll win the lottery. <laughs> no, it's not that hard. <laughs> um, we can get it up somewhere where people can download it. They'll dig it now. The real question is, what the hell do we talk about? That is a solid question. How about the movie we just watched? Okay, we just watched That's My Grandma's Boy or something like that. That's my boy. <laughs> okay, that's my that's boy. That's my boy. <laughs> we watched That's My Boy, the Adam Sandler classic. And I made Mike eat his words. He loved it. No, he didn't love Frickin it. Frickin' loved it. You, you can't tell me you didn't I laughed. It. I know. You laughed a lot. But I, there was a lot that I just went, oh, okay, come on. Well, of course. It's a fucking Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> like, Okay, so we are putting that it... about... I'm not trying to elevate it to the status of like... You said, oh, Ferris you Bueller's haven't seen Day this? Off. Or... You gotta see it. It's so fucking hilarious. I like sharing things with people that I enjoy. I mean... That sounded weird. That kind of came out funny. <laughs> That's what he says in the movie. Uh, Adam no. Sandler was Adam Sandler. He's played the same character in like three or four different movies. The it was character a- that made him famous and that we all love. Right. A little bit of habba dabba jabba da kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Um, which, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Andy Samberg does a little bit of that in the movie, but he's done like full-on Adam Sandler impressions before that were better than anything he did in this movie. And he was kind of the straight man in this movie, so he didn't get to really shine as Andy Samberg can. He didn't get to go nuts. Well, let me I mean, let me ask you, what which one would you rather watch, that or 51st Dates? Right. Okay. I mean, that's a character where Adam Sandler isn't doing the but <laughs> you know, what do you like better? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I would I'm not, never I'm even not ashamed. First I'm not ashamed to admit that I love crappy movies. Okay. Not to say that this was a crap movie, but it was for the crap movies that Adam Sandler has made. It was better than better than Midland. It was fair to Midland. It was in there. <laughs> See, I'd rate it a little higher personally, but then again, it I... was to me. It was a very close to the Wedding Singer. 
It was like maybe a little under the wedding singer. You know, me personally, I liked it. I liked it better than the wedding singer. Okay, it was. It wasn't as cutesy so, as the wedding singer. That's what we just did. Um, let's go back even further though, because we can talk about movies all day long, and that's easy. Let's pretend that there's people listening to this with our fingers crossed who don't even know who we are. And they got this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around the fact that there's people out there that don't know who we are. I know. That's, we're, we're pretty awesome and and most people should know who we are. But just in case there's a small chance that somebody who doesn't know us is listening to this, let's get to know you, Rob. Who the hell are you? That's a damn fine question. Tell me the beginning of, of the Rob. Saga. Oh, God, we really, Where does it go back there's, to? There's nothing exciting down this road. <laughs> Just nothing. It's, so who are you? It's a where story are you from? steeped in mediocrity. <laughs> it's not good to the point where I could. It would be entertaining, or even bad to the point where right. it would be entertaining. But it's context. It is um, what we call in the film industry laying the, the part pipe. you gloss over. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> it's context. So we know who our character is. Uh, uh, what do they call it? There's a word for it. Um, um, exposition. So we're gonna get some exposition oh. on on Rob right now. So oh, this is just gonna be so. Where bad. were you born? I was born. I'll in, lead you uh, through this. I'll get you through it. I was born in the historic railroad town of Livermore, California. In what year are we talking here? The sixty-three, way back, ninety-five, way, way back in nineteen eighty. Eighty. It was a good year. I recall it well. So you grew up in that town of. Pleasant Town, the Pleasant Town. No, li- oh, I Liver- started in Livermore. Then more than Liver. Mo- very quickly moved to Pleasanton. And I basically take credit for the 80s and all the cool things that happened with that. It that basically, was you. Basically started with me. That was you. Look it That's up. Nothing really cool happened in the 80s. In the Until five, you were there. Well, four months before I was born, basically. So <laughs> Okay. I mean, it, all that it, it was, was like... With me, you're welcome. Yeah, and it was all that happened before that was like, um, you know, Reagan got some... Um, prisoners freed or something like that was that before i don't think that happened before i was that wasn't oh, okay. until after that was, I was you born too. so you, you that was me you again awesome me again um and uh you your only child you're uh, uh i don't know i have a sister a younger sister uh-huh born three years younger than me um wow uh that, that's her gonna, name's that's her name's get pam <laughs> Her name's Pam. Uh, she currently lives in San Diego. Okay, where I just moved from. And what was? And you grew up. Parents divorced. Parents married. I don't know anything about you. Let's talk about that. Uh, parents married happily. Good. Okay. It was a very loving family. We were spoiled brats. Uh, were you spoiled? Oh, dude! Christmases were amazing. You I were remember one of those kids. I didn't oh, know dude! That. Christmas. I remember one year, like the presents went out further from the tree than the tree was tall. <laughs> like it was my dad loved he loved christmas growing up so when we were kids he just spoiled the crap out of us i did not know that oh yeah what is it, your dog about to do to my jacket oh he's gonna hump the shit out of it <laughs> just gonna hump the crap out of it all right we're gonna put a put the kibosh on that real quick keep telling me about what well, you don't you don't want a little you know <laughs> that i mean that's that's really i mean we'd wake my sister and i would obviously wake up early like four o'clock in the morning to go like scan the items we didn't get to do that thing where most kids do where you get to like open up a present the night before Did yeah you that get was to do that yeah that was our tradition was one present everybody, everybody. got to do that but us it was like well, but it sounds like it got made I mean, up for spades 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Listen to me. I, I can't complain. I had it so much better than a lot of other games. So what was like the best Christmas gift you think you ever got? Oh, wow. Uh, there were some bikes. I, I got a TV once for my room when I was like 12. I, I got mean, one of those too. The 13-inch. Yeah, yeah. The little, push but button. it had like the UHF and VHF yeah, yeah. dial knobs and like, oh, I just, you know, that, oh, I, I lived I got by that earlier thing for 12. a long time. I think I got mine around oh, eight or lucky. nine. Yeah. Dang, yeah. I was like 12 and I, none of my other friends had a TV for their own room. It was, it Would was, you say you guys were like totally loaded though, or was that just a big uh, my Christmas dad, gift? My dad had some money. He had definitely had some money. And so he spoiled loved all to, your. He money. loved to spend it on other people. That's well, not a bad thing to happen when you're a kid. He also spent a lot of it himself too. But you know, what's money for? I mean, <laughs> come on. You can save it, or you can have fun with it. Right. Well, yeah. Mine was. Um, we were never poor, but we were um, always cautious with money. Okay, I'm not doing this with your dog. Just let it go. Just let go of the rope and he won't play (laughs) with it. Um, So it was always, oh, we have to cut corners on this. And no, we can't buy you that. Uh, Christmas was pretty good. Santa was uh, pretty on it. I think my favorite Christmas gifts I ever got were the the Ghostbusters Firehouse circa 1986. Dude, that's pretty sweet. And the Ecto-1. In one one Christmas? I believe it was at the same time. So Santa like just unloaded. I remember one another Christmas for me that really stood out. I was really into Voltron as a kid. <laughs> and my parents knew it. And so I was unwrapping these presents one at a time. And every time it seemed like I opened up a new present, I got a different colored lion. You know, the red one. And then the yellow no, a one. A lion? A lion. They were like these robotic lions that formed together to make right. a giant. It was like basically like fucking Power Rangers. But. Before Power Rangers. Before Power Rangers. At least a dozen years before Power Rangers. Right. You know, poorly drawn <laughs> Japanese, like, you know, crap that they just spoon feed to kids who eat it up because there's toys involved. And right, so. Right, the toy, the idea of the toy comes before the whole cartoon. Right. And so I basically unwrapped the four lions that make up the arms and legs of this robot, but I didn't have the centerpiece. <laughs> you were all pissed. I, I wasn't pissed. You know, there was just like disappointment. You know, I'm going to have to do some chores or whatever to earn my way towards the, the, uh, the regal, you know, the, the cream of the crop, the black lion, which was also the biggest one. And, Aren't they always? You know, and then my dad pulled that whole, hey, Bob, I think there's one more present in the back of the tree that you missed. Oh, really? Straight out of a Christmas story? I lost my effing mind. <laughs> like, so much so that after all those Christmases with all those presents, like, that's the one that sticks out to me. Right. Well, it sounds like it was because there was a sequence of events to it. Too. Yeah, that made it easier to remember. There was a storyline. There, right. there was a plot to the Christmas <laughs> presents, if you will. Yeah. I got... Um, the other one I big, I really remember was I, I almost felt like I didn't deserve this when I got a Nintendo. For Christmas. <laughs> that was never an issue for me. Right. You deserve, had... deserve had nothing to do with it. Oh, see, because I was told all year long, uh, you know, oh, you know what? Money's really tight. And I'm sorry, you know, just because your friends have it doesn't mean you get to have everything that they have and all this. Stuff. So it was like a year after everyone else I knew had a Nintendo. Then I got one. And I got, <laughs> you know, it was Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and... Oh, you had Duck Hunt? That and, means you had the gun, too. And... Oh, you never had the gun? Oh, hell no. No, I didn't get the gun. Really? See, uh, no was, guns in the I house. I was spoiled, kind of thing. but it wasn't like in one thing. It was usually very spread out. See, that was wise, though, because I got mine all in one big package, and then it's like, and what else you got? <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, it was the gun for Duck Hunt, and then also the power pad. 
the power pad? The what the no, not the power glove. No. Did not, you ever do you ever know anyone who had the glove? Yes, I think I did know one person. It that, was so bad. It was worthless. <laughs> they made it seem like such an awesome thing in that movie, The Wizard. I'm quoting the, the guy. Wizard when the I guy say I think it's it was so bad. I think it was Rad Racer that he's playing yes. with that. And yeah, he's like driving. The car's just like <laughs> moving around everything, and he's just like amazing. And everyone in the shot around him is just in awe. Yeah, of how <laughs> awesome the, the power glove is. Ever. And then they get it and they take it home. And they're like, "What the fuck is this thing?" Like, <laughs> no, I didn't play with it much, but um, someone else had the robot. Remember? Uh, oh, Robbie the yeah, robot or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't even know what that did. It like moved little discs around. I'm not even sure what it the did. Something was. like that. And then I think it, it would hold the controller. And I don't know if it was supposed to be acting like a second player, but you would Boy. tell the game that it was holding the controller and then it would just pretend that it was playing second player. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think so. I think that would have been the <laughs> wisest thing to do with it anyway. If you don't have actual friends, <laughs> right. try Robbie the robot. And if getting a Nintendo doesn't get you friends, something's seriously wrong Dude, with you. Dude, you're, yeah. You, the tie a stake around your neck to get the dog right. to play with you, kind of. A but thing. it was a great way to make friends, and it's happening now again. I think uh, my nephews are really into Minecraft. This horribly stupid. Oh yeah, I've I've seen it. I okay. haven't played it. I'm not going to knock it. I never played it. Uh, it just looks like it's. Hey, who needs actual Legos? Let's just play with virtual Legos. That's Pretty, what it is feels that what like. it is? Basically, you're just you have all these blocks and things. Anyway. That's how they all communicate now. And it's kind of what we did when we were kids. You would meet other kids because you'd go, oh, you have a Nintendo? I have a Nintendo. And you would get to be friends and then you'd trade games and you'd come over to each other's houses and play the games together. And that was a whole social network in and of itself before we had actual internet social networks. There was a connectivity for that. But now they're doing it with Minecraft. I see kids are, if they see each other wearing Minecraft shirts, they're instantly friends. They know each other. Well, they have, they both know that they're dorks on like that kind of a level, and you know, speak from experience, dorks. You know, we gotta huddle around each other. We you gotta better, stick together. We're better in packs. Power in numbers on that. Better in packs. Okay, definitely. so that that covers some Christmas stuff. But um, so going back uh, a little further ahead in the story now, though, uh, you grew up in Pleasanton, but then you ended up in a different town, as I recall, <laughs> at some point in your life. What happened there? Uh, yes. Well, uh, my, my dad made the decision that we need to move out of my childhood home that I grew up in and lived amongst all my friends in. That's all. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to edit that to be grammatically correct at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's probably eating at you right now. Like, a little bit. Like acid, like we the can... alien acid blood just like <laughs> dripping through my soul is <laughs> yeah, what it's doing. Pretty much. I can, I can smell it like <laughs> cutting bacon. through you. I think that's the bacon you just cooked though. Oh, that you're yeah. I, oh shit, the bacon? Did yeah, it's on top out? of the stove. Uh, no. What'd you do? Put it back in the oven? There's more in there. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's, Rob's making bacon and he burned it. Yes? No? It's gonna be crispy. <laughs> He's got extra crispy bacon for Very tomorrow morning. Crispy. Um, Quite crispy. Some people think way ahead and then oh, forget that's, that's and, gonna set up a smoke alarm. and then forget that they were um, planning so far ahead. Do it what the fan? Yeah. Yeah, just leave it off. Open the door, maybe. This is great radio. This is why it's a first podcast. We'll see. uh, I hope you're marking these minutes, right? It's all, yeah, it's all there. Um, You could let them go outside, right? So, so was that a traumatic event? Dad moving the family out of the family home and grew up in this, grew up in the same house your whole life. Really, Izzy? 
No Guys, barking. podcasting. No barking. Ever. <laughs> so you grow up, in all, grow up in your whole house, or your, your house your whole <laughs> life, and then you uh, get uprooted and move in. At what age are we talking here? Oh, the tender age of, of 14 years old. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that's a tough time to do it. Yeah. That's a mean, time when you need that home base. You uproot yourself and move a whole, what was it, eight miles away? Right. So it's not... To a new town. You're not moving to China, but... No, it might as well be because seriously, it's different. Seriously, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different town, all kinds of new people, and it was an interesting thing. And because I know this was tough for all you guys growing up, going to Pine uh, Pine Valley Middle School, I I showed up at your high school to find out that just the previous year, like two kids had committed suicide. Yeah, that's interesting. That was that was kind of a shock for me. Really? That was a shock for you? Okay. Because, like, that wasn't even an issue that I had was around growing up that even fathomed, really. I mean, okay, I'd seen exactly. about it in, the, like, the after-school specials and we stuff. We can get but... into this. So, so you come over to this town called San Ramon, uh, which brings us to me. So, so now we're going to reverse the story. You asked me all the questions I just asked you, and okay. we'll come up to that point in my life and see where the two paths intersect <laughs> Ooh, i like where this is going yeah spoiler you guys alert are in for a treat <laughs> spoiler alert all right i'm waiting okay so uh tell me about yourself where, my where you? name is michael wood michael what wood you don't you don't have a middle name vincent uh-huh. is my middle name but i usually make people guess it because they always say victor first if i tell them it starts with a v See, yeah vincent <laughs> that's a pretty chill middle name i could go it's my that. grandfather's name yeah i like that um and uh I was born a poor black child in uh, Walnut Creek, California. What? Black? You've never heard... you never seen the movie The Jerk? Oh. That's how he begins his his monologue about himself. I forgot that part. It's been a while since I've seen that Yeah, movie. you need to check that one out. Everybody listening knows that one. But anyway, I digress. Um, I was born in Walnut Creek, and as you just learned today after 20 years of knowing each other, I grew up in Pleasant Hill for the first three and a half years of my life in the magical year of 1984 because i was born in that late was a pretty magical year yeah I mean, a lot of stuff happening a lot of stuff going on uh ghostbusters came out 1984 the van halen's album yeah 1984 olympics of some sort happened somewhere in the world <laughs> probably I-, I believe it was a leap year i think that might have even been the la olympics somewhere yeah olympics. yeah with the eagle little sam the eagle guy yeah no that's a muppet wait Anyway, so 84, August of 84, I had just turned four years old. So then we moved to San Ramon, and I grew up there. Um, very nice, very nice. Um, I grew up in San Ramon, went to a few schools, and then kind of really made all my friends in junior high at Pine Valley. But you were talking about what, uh, coming into that group of friends after uh, middle school where kids had committed suicide. I come into middle school... And the very first thing I hear after my childhood of sunshine and roses in the 80s and everything's happy and Care Bears and Smurfs and shit, I come into this school and we've already heard about a suicide that happened over the summer. So there was, it was a third like, one? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it was only three. Hang on. Uh, three and, and, and more to, um, to explain. Jesus. So what happened was a kid had like hanged himself. A kid named Casey. And so as we're coming into this school, out of a totally blissful, innocent, happy-go-lucky life, all of a sudden death is, like, right there. And 
it's like there was this ghost of this guy around because everybody was talking about him. All the eighth graders knew him, but the seventh graders that were just coming in had never known him. But all the people are wearing the T-shirts with the rest in peace on it and stuff like that. Hmm. So already, like, there's this really, like, dark, um, serious tone to school, to social life in general. Oh, my God. Junior high is a big deal because people are dying. <laughs> You know, yeah, you must have felt like we're, you know, I'm an adult now. Like, yeah, this well, is sort of like, uh, oh, something's changed, something's ended. Okay, your dog is making so much noise. You are the worst podcasting dog ever, so far. Don't, don't hurt his feelings like that. <laughs> All right, you're just an amateur. I'm not playing with you. Stop. You're nice to deal with that underbite. So, um, so then another suicide happened later. If it wasn't that year, it was the next year. Uh, one really pop, no, actually it was a friend of a friend of mine, uh, killed himself, uh, late, early eighth grade year. Um, that was really a weird thing. And I could spend a whole day talking about that event and what that was like, but that yeah. made things really dark and really hit home. Cause now it was, it was somebody I had known and somebody I was sort of, sort of friends with. And, um, nobody really else knew him. He was kind of hung around in our group, but, he was not a popular kid by any means. And so even the popular kids that all knew each other were like, oh, who? Who was this? Later that year, another kid did commit suicide who was way more popular. And it was like, oh, the world is coming to an end. Oh, my God. Can you believe it happened to a serious, like, actual human being was kind of the tone of it. So that was where it was even worse. Both these kids shot themselves at home after school one day. It was weird. Not on the same day. That would be really weird. But That would have been a rough day. This was... I guess suicide was all the rage because uh, that same year, 1994, Kurt Cobain, the most famous suicide in decades, I'd say. So he was after? It was all around the same time. I can't tell exactly when it was. Because that was a point I was going to ask about or ask you was how much of the – because it seemed like those suicides were all pretty close together. Yeah, so they how were much that, that year, like eighth grade year. might have been influenced by – Not only that, not only – Because Kurt Cobain was pretty – early wasn't it it was 94 but i yeah i mean it was this it was um april i think it was april 20th was it 420 no i I thought there was some connection with that maybe maybe it is around there i can't remember but um it was so that would have been early in the year that would have been while we were in school so it happened around those times but Hmm. it wasn't just that it was that there was grunge music it was very dark um Metallica's Black Album had just come out a few years before that. Grunge, not grunge, but um, gangster rap was all about, was all everywhere all of a sudden. It was all about how, like, people were killing each other and, you know, people are dying in the streets just for drug wars and shit. Everything was getting dark in the early 90s or the last half of the first half of the 90s. The last, the last second to first half. It was 92, 93, 94 was kind of when we were in junior high. So, um, it was just a weird, weird time and things were kind of dark and kids were wearing flannel and just learning to put on eyeliner for the boys, things like that. So, <laughs> no, come on. And then boys we had a put kid. put on eyeliner since Robert, Robert Smith. I mean, give me <laughs> no, a break. No, dude. We had the goth kids in high school. They've been goth kids for a while. They just called them mods. Right. They were mod and then they're goth and then, they're, then they became emo and then, yeah. So, <laughs> emo. they just have different names oh, for man, it with yeah. different generations. Scene scene is one of them oh i haven't even heard of that oh one. yeah so you're way out of touch but, yeah um then we had a kid come to school pull a gun out and hold it against his head for about three hours did you not hear about that one no that was like 
Oh, you know, that maybe was as I close didn't hear you as guys, it got. Hear you guys talk about that. I mean, that Jay was... and I were hanging out at that time, and we ended up in the same like where they um, quarantine all the kids somewhere. We were hanging out together, and uh, it was a weird. He and I could both recall that from different points of view, even though we were sitting right next to each other. But it was the guy ended up living. Shop teacher came out and took the gun away from him by just sitting, put his arm around the kid, and held his hand out, and said, "Give me the gun." And that's the short version of the story, but Dude, got him away from him. It was epic. That's crazy. It was huge. So there was this like death stuff all around. It was a dark, weird time. Then I go to Cal High. That's my high school, California high school. And you came in about like I had friends from junior high. I was hanging out with some people and you somehow got in the group. But what at what point in the year was this halfway through the year? Not yeah, quite. this wasn't until I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what time. I don't remember. Was Russ I, around? Yeah, yeah. You and Russ were Russ, hanging around. Russ I remember, got kicked out on the semester, the change of the semester. Really? So, so he it was only a little it, bit before that because yeah. I remember meeting you guys. Somebody, whoever introduced me to the group, introduced me to you guys, and you were like, "Hey, Rob, what's up?" No, what? Here's what happened. Catherine was talking about you. She knew you, and Kristen, I think, or Suzanne, or somebody was asking about, "Oh, is this that guy?" That da 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 da. And they kept saying Rob, and I kept trying to interrupt and go, "Rob, who? Who are you guys talking about?" And they kept kind of ignoring me. And I was like, "Rob, who? What guys? Hey, hello, Rob, who? Who the f are you talking about?" And they finally were just like, "Rob, this guy." And then you were like turned around. And you're like, "It's me." And I went, "Oh, hey, Rob." And you went, "Hey." And, was, and then, but then you was like, you and Russ were there and you're like, you want to go bum some food with us? It's like, <laughs> okay. And we just like went around and talked, talked to people and we were like trying to get them to give us free food. Well, that sounds like it was my idea. Cause I was the one that Could've never been. had lunch Could've in been. high school. We never had lunch? How I that? never had a lunch. Cause my mom said at a certain point, I think this was in junior high. She goes, you're old enough to make your own lunch now. If you want lunch, make your lunch. And in an act of pure defiance. And anger, I just said, hunger strike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so be it. And I was just like, I'm not going to make my own lunch. First of all, the food that my parents had in their house was never anything fun or cool or like anything <laughs> well, I wanted to eat. You don't want four bagged pickles for lunch? <laughs> I would have gone for that. No, it was just like, here's our Oro wheat whole nut, whole oat bread. and Oh, yeah. When you're in high school, uh, all you want is like pizza and... Yes, and that's what everybody else seemed to be eating. Wings. And they wouldn't give me money for food either. They were like, if you want money, go earn money. So I think they were trying to instill something in me, and I don't know if it worked or not, but... Yeah, see, so you should have had a grandmother live in your house like I did. She gave you all the money you needed? No, she didn't give me money. She made me sandwiches every oh, yeah. day for lunch. So what I would do is go around... And say, like, you don't need all those pepperonis you have on your pizza, do you? <laughs> that was my MO. was, like, try to get people to laugh, but also then it was kind of learning a trade. It's a strong strategy. I make you, I make you laugh, you pay me with your food. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, though, that only goes for so long with... You with gotta go same, to different people. With the same people. <laughs> you gotta go to different people. Did you ever have to, like, like do a dance or, like... <laughs> no, I wasn't about... I wasn't like gonna humiliate myself. Not, not humiliate. It was humiliating not humiliate, enough. but just, just perform <laughs> in a way like, you know, like people in the no, street do for no, change. No, because then I would just go to someone else who was nicer. It, it, I mean, it never got that bad. And I was hungry. And when I got home, I would go eat. Like, I would pig out. So I always made sure to get something in my gut for breakfast. 
But then lunch was tough because I see everybody else eating at school. And until we were able to leave campus, there wasn't much going on. So, um, okay, so you and I meet up, let's say, quarter of the way through freshman year. Yeah, and that was probably about... like November, December-ish. And I, I feel kind of bad because I don't even remember like <laughs> how I worked my way into your group. You know what? I it think was something I, with Catherine. And, I think um, it might have been Eric Sandberg. Oh, I remember that, dude. Yeah, I think it might have been him. I forget how. I mean, maybe we, I guess we had a class together or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the problems with using last names on this podcast and internet space, but so far we won't worry about it. Well, let's just say his name was Ryan Sandberg then. Right, like that baseball player? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> okay, great. He introduced me to you guys. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I don't know, but you were just suddenly there one day and I was like, oh, okay, hi. And from then on, we got along perfectly. So it's been all good since then. Um, and then after high school, um, that was actually some of the best times because you and I both got jobs at Kids Country, the daycare place. That was way later. No, that was... That was, it wasn't until after we finished high school. Right, that's what I'm talking about. So we finished high school. Oh, I thought you were talking about high school. No, no, no. I loved high school. Yes, high school was great. We had all the good times down in the lower levels, (laughs) stuffing garbage into the cabinets, into the... No, the anything hole. The anything hole. Just Just a hole. Because they were old um, science. science class labs. That had been renovated to just be used as a lower level open quad. I don't even area. know what the idea was. They left the cabinets in there, but right. But they took out all the instruments. Through. And... Can you imagine though that being a classroom before? I think they may have had it segmented off, but may- yeah, maybe not. That would have been so weird. It's like it was like such a major like God thoroughfare for the <laughs> well, entire it, campus. Right. Like people walking around. Like it was. I can't imagine having choice. to go all the way around that that whole building, basically. Yeah. Just to get around campus because there was class going on in there. Well, maybe there wasn't. Maybe during class. Come yes, on. They, were, then, they would have had to like put away all the beakers and everything in there. They couldn't. Or, and they probably and had Bunsen, problems with people like and Bunsen fucking... burners. You couldn't just have kids like high school kids just walking through there, man. This shit would have gotten broken every day. And that's probably the first year or two they got they changed it. So yeah, maybe um, they ended up with a science building, but well, all that is gone now. It was somebody's brilliant idea. Like I know, <laughs> yeah, and we'll put it in the center of everything. And that way, science people, will be the center of our world. And that way, people who are walking through can learn too. <laughs> They're kids; they'll love it. Kids love learning on the go. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> no. So it learning up, at them. It ended up just being a big hangout hall room area, um, or not hall room, but like a big. Um, I don't know what you yeah, call it. Turn that back on. I need to watch my voice being put up. And in... this is my voice. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Um, so we got through high school and then um, got jobs both at the same place. Now that was my first job ever. Really? Kind of, well, I had aside like from working for my dad before but, that, right? So I got you fired Brad, from Target. <laughs> you got fired from Target for saying you were you needed a sick day. Oh man, it was such a brilliant scheme. <laughs> like I had it all planned out. So I was gonna go visit one of my one of my friends from. Pleasanton, the town I grew up in before, was going to be in the area that day after school, but I had to work at Target. I was doing the holiday shift in the toy department, which was pretty fun. Hey, not bad don't, for a job. Don't get me wrong. You just can't play with the actual toys. They're all I think it, I think it paid five, five fifty or five seventy five an hour, which at the time was like nice. You hear that, kids? With your $10 minimum wage? <laughs> Back in my day, yeah. a dollar could buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
It really couldn't, but no. yeah, but every but five, hour added up. Five fifty was pretty sweet pay back then, and so um, I had decided what I was gonna do was excuse myself during school, right, to call on one of the payphones and say I'm sick. I'm not coming in for my shift later that day. You hear that, like, kids? Payphones. <laughs> yeah, this is pre cell phone times. Oh, well, I was like ninety six. This was ninety five. Oh, that early? Yeah, I was like one of the last people ever to. Get we a graduated cell phone in ninety eight. Anyway. No, I'm. I know, but yeah, this is like sophomore the, year. You had a job at, at as a sophomore in high yeah, school. Yeah, it was probably like end of ninety five. Do they even hire people that young anymore? Yeah. Okay. A Target. Give well, me a they break. don't hire like no kids offense who can't drive. to people who currently work at Target, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll call in while I'm at school, Yeah, make it seem like I'm homesick from school, and they'll really buy it then <laughs> if they decided to write it down and let the evening manager know that I had called in sick, they which didn't they do didn't do. So technically, I can only imagine, like, how the person on the other phone was like, okay, Rob Florence, because it was a target, like, great land. It was one of the huge right. ones. There's, like, 10 million employees working there. <laughs> And I got a hold of somebody. And I'm like, hi, this is Rob Florence. I'm calling in sick. I'm not going to be there later. And they're like, okay, whatever. Click. They just hung up on And me. so, like, I'm I'm hanging out in front of my house with my, with my friend. And my grandmother comes out at, like, an hour past when I was supposed to show up for my shift. Oh, okay. And she's like, your work called. And they said that you didn't come in. And you're supposed to be there. And I'm like, oh. What? I called in sick, like not realizing that it was going to piss my grandmother off too, <laughs> that I lied about it and then I was supposed to be at work and call in sick. Cause she was, you know, as any, as most grandparents are, she was pretty old school. Right. So, but you I, being I the called genius them and they're like, are. and they're like, yeah, you're supposed to, you know, I picked up the phone and they're like, you're supposed to be coming into work. I'm like, oh, well, uh, I'm sick. <laughs> They were like, your grandmother said you were outside with your friend. I'm like, yeah, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. So needless to say, I got fired. I don't even know that, why. On the phone right there? Or no, what? no, no, no. No, I, I foolishly showed up the next day like they were going to be like, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, this is a seasonal job. Um, yeah. We- you, you don't need to come back. <laughs> I'm like, but I bought this red polo shirt. What was the, wasn't pants. there a thing where like they caught you like someone saw you somewhere? Maybe that was like Togo's or something. But uh, no, I didn't you, how many jobs did you get fired from? Just that one. Oh, okay. That was the bad. only one I've ever been fired from. So you also worked at Togo's. I remember. Yeah, that was that was an all right job. The, the people but they I, kept you in the back, like washing the dishes the whole yeah, time. Yeah, because everyone hated me because I like I tried to make good sandwiches instead of fast sandwiches. Right. And they would always make fun of me for being so slow. But I'd be like, "Well, I got seven dollars in tips today. Like, yeah. how much extra money did you guys make?" <laughs> and then, of course, they'd just be like, "Get in the back and go do dishes." <laughs> that sounds horrible, man. Yeah, nothing. Nothing I do is quick because I'm kind of like I'm kind of meticulous. Once I start doing something, right. I, I mean, all the dishes were spotless, like totally sterilized. <laughs> Everything was super clean. But it took me forever, and they couldn't leave until I was done. And right. I had like. Several chores. It was wash all the dishes, which included like the steam trays that had the chili like cooking in it all day. And then, um, and then make all the guacamole. Like I had to make this huge vat of avocado for the sandwiches for the next day. Yeah. And then after, once I was done was sweep and mop and then I was done. But that was the back and the front. But I was always like, they would always come in and help me. Yeah. Because they wanted to get never done done and they wanted to get the fuck out of there. So (laughs) they fucking hated me. Um, 
Nobody there really liked me, so I Did lasted. You quit? I lasted about three months there, but not before I pretty much ate my weight in pastrami sandwiches. I know. I I remember thinking, "You work at Togo's? Sweet, free sandwiches for all of us." I, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe if everyone there I worked with didn't hate me, right. that might have been possible. <laughs> but um, at least I got free sandwiches out of it. So whatever. For a for a good three month run. And yeah. then you also worked at the movie theater, the local the town first, movie theater. That was the first, like, real job I had. If was you that before or after these two that we mentioned here? That Movie theater was the first one. Very first one. How long did you have? Because you did that with our good friend Brad, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Brad. Happy birthday, motherfucker, tubby bitch. <laughs> Remember when you used to say Papa that Tang. all the time? <laughs> tubby bitch. Got it from all rats. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So, actually, I know I was working there for a couple of months before Brad started working oh, there. Oh, so you started there, and then he kind yeah. of joined you. And do you remember Dave Blue? Yeah. He worked there. He was okay, a manager. Okay, that's right. He was older well, than Well, he wasn't a manager at first, but he was promoted to manager while I was there. Yeah, he was uh, in our newspapers class for a while. That's where I know. That was a that was a cool job. There were some good people free working movies? there. Yeah, I got to see free movies. My what do you? Parents, what movies? My do you family remember? got to see free movies. Nice. What movies do you remember being out when you were? Oh man, there? oh I, I vividly remember Eraser, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Like I remember in Eraser, everything Mission. he shoots starts working. Yeah, like he shoots the elevator. No, the no, doors no, open. no. It, it, yeah, it, it <laughs> the shoots, sprinkler system. Shoots the sprinklers and all and the sprinklers on. turn on. That's just the <laughs> solution. You're in a jam. Just shoot it. <laughs> yeah, just if, fire your gun. If you can't figure out what's going on or how how to solve your problem, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. What else did you see there? Because uh, that was the 19... Hunchback. Hunchback and Notre Dame Disney. was out at that time. So we're talking 95 again? That was still? the worst one. I hated the kids' movies because, uh, you know, kids are messy. Oh. They're all messy. And it was all about now. you cleaning up the... Oh, afterwards, yeah. We had to clean up at the theater every single time. And, you know, the kids were the worst. The kid, There was just soda everywhere. <laughs> and soda mixed with popcorn on the ground, like... It solidifies. It's, it's it's a horrible combination. It turns into this like paste <laughs> that just doesn't both. Do you well. have to bust out a mop to? No, we have these up? like you know those little buckets where you like pick it up and the bucket tilts upwards, or you yeah. put it on the floor and the bucket tilts down right, and you right, can right. sweep it in there. Right, but you how do you clean t- up soda that was pasty at that um, point? Well, we would, we would use the buckets to like scoop everything up, including the paste. And then if it was really bad, like, you know, we had a mop person who would come in. <laughs> we had a that was usually the newest person <laughs> who had to come in and mop it. And if it mopped, if we mopped it, then they had to wait longer for the floors to dry before we could let them in. And, you know, people are unruly sometimes, <laughs> especially when it comes to movies. Come on! <laughs> when are we going to get to see the hunchback? Well, that that was the days when trailers were only ten minutes back then, or something like that, too. Trailers have only gotten longer and longer, or like the um, yeah, they, the number they, were they starting play. to get. They were starting to get there. Um, you'd get like five or six back then instead of so, the seven or eight you get now. And I remember hearing that you guys had rats like behind the screens or something like that. Is that a weird memory? Or I never saw too many of them, but yeah, I remember all the stories. There, there was one rat there that was just huge. And so much so that it got a name. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name. Brad would probably remember it. We'll say it was like Humphrey or something like that, but that wasn't it. <laughs> Named after that humpback whale from the 80s? Yeah, something. <laughs> um, but I think the worst thing, the worst part about that job was that we had movie tunes. So, oh, um, so they would always. Lobby. In the lobby and in the movie theaters. We spent a lot of time in the theaters because we had to clean them up and. You know, there's these songs that would play over and it was like, it wasn't even like a decent 
track. It wasn't even like 14 songs. It was like eight. Wow. And so you just constantly hear Same these songs, songs in all hour. day. Um, what did you hear? I know you remember. Uh, some Dido. Um, some No, this is even earlier than that. Some, oh, yeah. No. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Well, that's not so bad. Broke into the old That's a great band. song, though. I love it that is, song. It is. It is. But you it's hear 16 it times a 50, day. 50,000 times. <laughs> Uh, I remember. I probably still remember all the words to that one. I mean, um, uh, another one I can think of, which is which was still a good song, was the Eric Clapton one he did for that uh, John Travolta movie. Um, oh, phenomenon! Yeah, change the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be the sunlight in your universe. <laughs> I I can sing that whole song. Yeah, that one would drive me nuts. Uh, fortunately, I I don't really remember the ones that I really. So that hated. was your first foray into the the Hourly cinema wage. industry. Yeah. But you later made a comeback in the home video market oh, by working God, at about Blockbuster. Blockbuster Video, which is that now gone. That was, they that just was... closed the last one in Concord. <laughs> was that the last one in it's the like universe? It's like the last one in the Bay Area, I think, or something <laughs> Dude, like that. Dude, that's got to be the last one in the universe. <laughs> I mean, Blockbuster left San Diego like two years ago. Yeah. Um, so, actually, getting back to the movie theater real oh. quick, I do have a funny story. Um. So I'm 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 taking the tickets there yeah. at uh, <laughs> at the at the theater, and I'm just standing there being bored as hell because that's what you do when you're the ticket taker and all the right. movies are playing. Because it was only what six theaters, right? Six. Crow Canyon six. Yeah. So you know there were times when all the movies were playing, and you get the random people going in and out. But I'm just standing there, and I feel a tap on my shoulder, and turn around, and there's somebody who's like. Um, yeah, you know, there's this guy in there and he's making a lot of noise and he's being, he's just being a really big distraction. Can you go in there and like say something to him? And this is the first time I've ever had to do anything, Confront someone, yeah. anything like that. So I'm kind of like crapping my pants because I'm not very, I'm not a confrontational person, but you know, it's my job. So I grabbed the flashlight out of the little Uh-oh. drawer. Now you got him. Oh yeah. The flashlight. <laughs> you better fucking watch it. Ready to go in there and flash some, some sh- heads. flash some shit on him, <laughs> all up in his grill. So I'm walking in, and the guy's kind of escorting me, and then he he, he points pulls, the guy out. He or? pulls me over and he points the guy out. That's the guy right there. And I look, and it's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> what was he saying? What was I, he doing? I don't know. I, I was just, I just. I, I would have had a field day with that. There was such a mixture of like relief, embarrassment, <laughs> and like c- comedy, like all <laughs> rolled up into one. That I didn't have to deal with somebody who was gonna like get up in my face. And the fact that it was my dad. I mean, the fact that the guy didn't know who was, was he just me laughing really loud. Or no, what was my he doing? dad. My dad likes to talk in movies. He's just that. That's just how he is. My brother couldn't stand watching movies with him because. My dad would talk. In fact, it got to the point where if we were going to the movies as a family, I would always at least try to sit between my dad and my brother. So they wouldn't. So my brother wouldn't get upset about the fact that my dad was talking during the movie. And it wasn't (laughs) like he talked loud, but he would always, he's just one of those people that would make like comments here and there. Like, why would he do that? You're just like, dad, come on. Everyone can hear you. Yeah. You know, just yeah. Your just, dad's not a quiet guy. Just, I mean, he would whisper, but it was just like just a booming things whisper. You don't need to mention, <laughs> like bring up in the movie theater. Like, it's not that important. He's gotten a lot better about it now, probably because my brother 
<laughs> my brother got so mad at him all the time. But um, <laughs> so what did you do? Did you? I, uh, I was. I, I just assured the guy who brought me over there that I'd take care of it, and I'm like, just go ahead and go back to your seat. And I just go over there and I sit down next to my dad, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Hey, dad. Oh, hey." going on i didn't even see him walk in right you didn't like, know I, he was there yeah i could get him i told him i could get him into free movies which he definitely took advantage of my dad and i are just both really into going to movies <laughs> what no. are your dogs going nuts about now? no there's nothing we're telling a story about rob's dad so i just sat down next to him and and like just you know said hey what's going on and i said uh, hey dad you know somebody complained that you were talking too much and he's like what i haven't been talking at all I'm just like, well, they they complain. So if you would just lay no, try not to say anything else. I would have if it was my dad. Your dad's different with you than my dad is with me. Dogs, there's nothing going on. But I'll tell this part of the story. So if it had been my dad, I would have gone, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to keep it down, or you will be forcibly removed. And my dad would have played along. (laughs) As long as I just played like I didn't, like he didn't know who I was, and I didn't know who he was. Bacon. Rob's checking on his bacon. How's your bacon, Rob? Bacon, Rob. Bacon, Rob. So Taking a little pause in between here. Um, okay, but yet, so you worked at Blockbuster like after all that, right? Was that one of your later high school jobs? Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster was a good one. That was fun. I mean, free rentals, obviously. Even when we weren't supposed were we to have in the, free rentals in the VHS era, still. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. pre ninety nine, still loads of tapes, just banks of of taper winders. Really, Sitting, in the oh, back, in the yeah, just on the back counter. We See, I have, never got to go to the back, but there were like there were like eight of them, and they were just constantly running. And this is the one on Crow Canyon that yeah. is now a Panera Bread. Is it really? Yeah, it was in the Ralph's or Lucky's shop. It was center. Lucky's. There's no Ralph's up here. That's right. Ralph's is down south. Yeah. That's another part of the story. Rob went and moved down south. Yeah, that's like later. Chump. So you, when did you? Yeah, so I you moved did... to San Diego. What a jerk, <laughs> right, Mike? Yep, only jerks move down there. Um, so when was that? Now you did that with that was ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, that was. Do you remember Jason Fiedler? Yeah, he worked there. Oh, I'm supposed, not supposed to use last names. Well, Mister Mister F, Jason F, Jason F. I believe he got in some trouble later on. He did. Yeah, so he might not be able to listen to this. <laughs> he did, not like some other people in our class right. who got in trouble with Blockbuster who... Oh, Blockbuster? Oh, that was that's what I was thinking of. The, who will not, not be named. Somebody no, that wasn't him. him. Okay. That was two other people. He did something else, but... That were in our class. So other people like, in our class robbed the, the... At gunpoint. At gunpoint. Armed robbery and got caught. Not while you were there. No, no, it, was a diff- it wasn't even our store. That was the one... Oh, okay. No, that was the one on Crow Canyon. I was at the one on Alcosta. Oh, you were over there kind by of the, towards, by da- Fox towards photo. Dublin. Fox Photo. Over no, by Moto Photo. Moto Photo. That's what it was. That's right. Where Emily my girlfriend worked. Hated Fox Photo. That's right. <laughs> right. Fox Photo was the enemy. It was all... <laughs> Fox Photo was the enemy. The enemy of Emily. Um, yeah, the so, enemy of Emily So is all this enemy. time, I was not working, but I was working... Like, if I needed money, I'd go work for my dad. He was running his own business out of the house and That's had right. an office. I remember you doing that. Uh, nearby. So I would do that sometimes... Um, even later, like I'd say 2000, 2002 in that era, um, Brad did some uh, couriering for my dad's company. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't so I Brad worked. That? I don't. You oh, were okay. probably Come down on. in San Diego at that point. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That could be. But he went, to, he went to Oregon. Yeah, but he came back. Did he? He came back after Oregon. Uh, okay. And he was living with his folks for a little while. So that's okay. another story. Um, but after after high school, pretty much like the summer after we graduated, we both got jobs at Kids Country. Yeah. At the was... exact same time? Or like, yeah, we started the yeah, same day. Yeah, we started the same time. And we started at Bollinger. Yeah. Same day. Summer camp had just started. Catherine yeah. had been working there. That's how we got the idea to apply. Was that was she there first? Yeah, not at that site, but at a no, I know. One. Yeah, she that's was. That's how there. we found out about that job. I yeah. didn't even remember. And I remember I was at your house, up in the bonus room, game room, watching TV with you when I got the call from my boss Christina that I would be working there. And then I think you got a call similar the next day, and it was like, oh, we're both working at the same site. We're just like, this is going to be an awesome summer, and it was. It was. It was a great was- summer. Great summer, man. That was a great couple of years. It was, was a great. Well, I worked there ever. off and on for about six years, I'm not all gonna... the way through college. You were only there for what three years, maybe. Yeah. Um, and in that time, we were going to the local junior college, and working at the same job, and living at our parents' houses. Rob's wrestling his dog right now. That's what the noise you're hearing. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Nothing's going on. That must be interference. You must not think the microphones can hear all that, but it will. That must be interference on their end. <laughs> That's something that's happening in the background if you have your buttons. Yeah, you in, should probably you should check on it. You should probably make sure your your, your audio okay. cables are okay. They probably need new ones. <laughs> probably go buy them right now. Um, so that was my one of my favorite times of my life because it was three years where I went to junior college. Because I did not only all my prerequisites for transferring, but I also did drama, which you and I took drama classes together. Um, I took early childhood education classes so I could get paid better at my job. Mm -hmm. And then I took um, some other classes. I took like Shakespeare classes, just like stuff for fun that I thought sounded interesting. So it took me three years to get everything done. And and then I went off to a four-year school, but you took off. Um, did you do three years at DVC or what yeah. did you do? No, okay. I did three years there. And, um, and what was yeah, the plan was, for you? What were you that like? was 2001 when I went to San Diego state. Right. My plan was to get a degree in computer science, become a computer programmer. How'd that work out for you? Oh, it worked out. That worked out really well. <laughs> um, one semester where the, uh, the high point of the semester was the C that I got. I'm sorry, the B that I got in, oh. in bowling. I got a B in bowling. Well, it it's phonetically kind of like a thing. It's Well, it's not B for bowling. <laughs> you got a B for bowling and an A in the Yeah, that, but in, in my defense, the bowling class had a final. <laughs> and it wasn't like bowl 150. It no, was it like was bowling history. final. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the very last question. Write an essay about that? No, the very last question of the test was was named three professional bowlers. The only one I could come up with was Earl Anthony, who's because the, the Dublin bowling alley guy. bowling alley was Earl Anthony Bowl. Well, he's got a huge thing of bowling alleys across the country. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, okay, so I, I guess I got one that he actually recognized, and because I couldn't think of anybody else, I put Roy Munson <laughs> from and, uh, and Big Earn McCracken. <laughs> From. Both from the movie Kingpin. <laughs> so they working in the movie heroes. theaters paid off. Movie yeah. in, the, in the video rentals places. Yeah, Big Earn McCracken, like <laughs> definitely one of my heroes. That's freaking awesome. love Bill Murray. And you got to be. How'd you do on that final? Was that a 
you were getting a C I don't until even that know. Moment. It was like the last day of class. It's not like I went back to find out what was my score on the bowling final. <laughs> it's just like fucking. I'm I out would of just here. it'd be killing me to know if I didn't do well or if I did like awesomely well or if the if the teacher thought that my answers were funny or anything yeah. <laughs> like partial credit for making. Okay, those are bowlers technically in a way. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, didn't put I, Ronald McDonald and Mickey Mouse, you know? Yeah, I took bowling, too, because it was one unit. And I needed, I had, like... You just needed to round it out. I think I had 11 units, and if I didn't take 12, I had to give some of my grant money back, because I was Whoa. getting a Pell Grant at the time. So, um... You've got a little sexy time going on over here with your dogs. Oh, uh, they're just wrestling. Uh-huh. So, um... Only she's not having it. It was kind of, it was cool. I mean, getting the one unit and then getting a class where I could just like relax and not think about schoolwork or anything was kind of fun. And then you went off to San Diego State while I went off to San Francisco State. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, like getting all your prereqs out of the way at DVC, that must have been kind of cool when you went to San oh. Francisco State because you could just focus entirely on cinema. Film is what classes. I went for, yeah. Um, mostly that was the case. I did have to take what they they had a thing called, and maybe they had this at your school too, since it's the state system. But it was called a segment three, and it was basically a, a required elect or a, a, a required minor. You had to pick an, a, a subject to study to give you a more liberal education hmm. that kind of covered other things. So um, even though I had done all my prerequisites, they said you still have to take this thing. So that it's something other than There's your major. There's always that one thing, like it's just something else. You than forgot your major. to, uh, you don't, you don't have a crocheting class, right? Like, you have well, to I do didn't, that. I didn't go that far, and I decided to make it something that had to do with my storytelling. Seriously, guys. Okay, hey, it's enough. Stop. Why don't you guys go watch TV somewhere? Stop. Um, I, I decided to make it something that was relevant to my major, so I picked folklore and mythology. You know, ancient stories. And modern stories. How do they mm. connect? That was my connection for it. So I took a... Uh, uh, guys. Knock it off. Quit it. It's enough. Um, so I took classes in like uh, folklore and mythology such as uh, Ancient Epic Tales was one where we just read the um, Iliad, the Odyssey, and the Aeneid and st- studied the hell out of it. Um, that was the whole class. And then there was another one on archaeology or, or anthropology. It was an anthropology yeah. class. Okay. I did horribly in that one. <laughs> I took anthropology too. I, I just miserably failed it. Like, I could not keep up with This guy was going deep on this stuff. It was it was 101. You know, it was like Hard. introductory. Yeah. Hard and deep. <laughs> it, it was, he really penetrated the subject, like, hard. <laughs> yeah, I had an anthropology class. The teacher was totally full of himself. It was awful. But Yeah. And then, so other than that, it was all... Film theory versus versus film, um, you know, cinema uh, production. So it was either I was watching movies and analyzing them and learning the language of storytelling in film and the in the entire history of how it's been done in our country and every other country. If it had been made on other planets, we would have studied that too. Hey guys, stop it! Quit the circus already. Um, just and- wrestling. <laughs> What's just wrestling? It's from the movie we just watched. What, I, what part did that happen? Oh, don't worry about it. Okay, so, um, and then uh, it's, it was it was fun, and we made little bad movies, and cool. we learned how to do all the stuff that would eventually earn us a hundred dollars a day as a PA on a set somewhere. Um, I, I got some do good. You remember information any other movies that you did? Anyone that we more? made? Yeah. Well, we didn't make full movies. We'd make well, little yeah. scenes and things. Yeah, like previews. No, previews no, no. Previews for fake movies. Oh, I wish we could have done that. 
Um, that would have been always fun. Well, but those are still very expensive. We were actually shooting on film. Oh, I've got an idea for a, a preview, and it would only work as a preview. But... What was? What do you mean? What would it be? Uh, I was talking about it with my boss the other day. Okay, it's, what is it? It's a uh, the premise is like it's set in the future where like the world leaders, in instead of having wars, the yeah. two world leaders, Fight. the warring countries, go at it. So you've got like these countries that have these guys that are. Um, like super buff and like really good at fighting and like that's how they elect their leaders is people who can beat up your leader <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's you know that's that's why it only works as a preview because there's right. no plot to it but um just thought it'd be you know we'll we'll work on it we'll put it together. i think they made that it was called the postman and kevin costner fought with the bad <laughs> no guy. no that's and they said that's post-apocalyptic we're it's just still in the future about... <laughs> yeah he says, don't you wish that wars could be fought by the assholes who start them? And then they duke them out, duke it out. Yeah, true. Anyway, so yeah, uh, college was kind of fun, but I was in and out of there in, in two years. I wasn't a big partier, so uh, that made it easy. And then coming out of college, it was like, uh, what now? Because you can't just, I wasn't really going to go just go down to Hollywood and start whoring myself out, and I never have. Um, no? No, I tried to a little bit, but it didn't really pan out. Um, no but one, no one was buying, huh? no one was buying what I was selling anyway. <laughs> um, and that's one of the things there was, there was two factions in school, like either man up and just go to Hollywood and deal with it, do, climb do the ladder, your, do your time, do your time. And, and I have some friends now who are working on like the walking dead and, you know, other TV shows and movies that they, but nothing huge. Like our school was kind of a, like, hey, screw L- screw L.A. and Hollywood. We want to make films in the Bay Area. We want to make movies that matter to us, not just that make money. Uh, I think that's always been a, a Northern California filmmaking sentiment. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of my friends that I've made in film school are still around here. I still work with some of them, still hang out with some of them here and there. Um, but then I, mo- I, I worked in um, – the first job I got out of college was being a, a – working at a uh, recruiting office. And I didn't even know what that meant when I started this job, but it was basically calling people at their jobs in retail stores, big box retail stores, and saying, hey, wouldn't you like to be a manager of a big box store somewhere? Would I? Yeah, wouldn't you? So they'd go, yeah, sure. What, what are you talking about? And I would I would have to sneak my way to get these like uh, um, department managers and stuff because someone would answer the phone and I'd have to say, can I talk to so-and-so in this department or that department? And I had to sneak my way through on the phone to a department manager who wanted, who had aspirations of working their way up a ladder and say, there's this company called Bed Bath & Beyond and they are growing and you know multiplying their stores and all this stuff. So they're looking for people that they can fast track to being store managers. So you would find people who are already like in the, in industry. the industry and did you were you cold calling these yep. people? Cold calling them to him. That's, that's it was hard. the scariest thing I had to learn to do in any job was learning to cold call. Scarier than whoring yourself out. That was that comes naturally, but <laughs> I just didn't want to do that. But um, the cold calling I turned into a good asset to be able to just not be afraid to ask for what you want or what you need. And when and in my job, it does help to be able to as a product a film production or video production dude um, and an editor. If I'm setting up a shoot, I need to just know who to call, cold call a place and say, hey, do you guys have this? Do you guys have that? Can I yeah. rent this from you? That sort of stuff when I was younger would trip me up. Just I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. Well, now that I took these jobs where I was doing telephone sales and telephone marketing like this, 
Um, it's easy now, but that was really terrifying. So what they would have me do the first day on my job, me and this older lady started on the same day, but we had never done this before. Mm -hmm. So they said, okay, we're just going to give you some phone numbers to call. All I want you to do is call and ask for the name of the manager of the store and just say thank you and goodbye. If they ask why you want to know, just say, I had a great experience at their store. I wanted to write them a letter. So I would call and tell lies. That was my first part of the job. <laughs> That's the most important part of sales. It, well, th again, this wasn't sales. This was recruiting. So to me, that it's, was, you're selling, you're selling a potential of a job, but yeah. you're not asking for their money. And that really was what made that a good job. I made 50 grand. That well, year. yeah. I mean, you're calling to offer people promotions, basically. Basically. I mean, a new job somewhere else that could pan out very well for them. And sometimes it didn't. Sometimes if they didn't stay for 90 days, I didn't get paid on it. Did you did you get credit for like someone who became a better, like a bigger man, like nope. moved on to district manager? So nope. you didn't. There was no penalty simple, either for no. like hiring somebody who burned a store to the ground. No, there like is if they caused, did it. Caused everyone if they to did quit. it within the first ninety days, then I don't get paid. <laughs> what caused like everyone to quit within the span so of they six would, months? So what they did was they would pay me on a draw, like I got a minimum wage draw, and then if I got people hired, I had to wait ninety days to get paid on them. Ninety days, three months. I was there for a year, just so over a year. Like you had to keep it rolling. You had a pipeline going, and yeah. you would. You'd be like, I just made, you know, I got someone hired for $75,000 a year at this job. That means I get like 15% of their salary. 15% of their Something salary? Something like that. It was like, maybe I'm way off. It was like, Cause it, no, not every year, just the one time. No, I know, but still, that's... Yeah, so it was like 10% or something like that. That's our fee. That's what we charged. Well, that was, so that was, was like your 20%. fee, but how much of that fee do you get? So, no, it was like 20%. The company kept 10%. I got 10%. Something nice. like that. That's a nice split. It was a good cut. So, yeah, it was something like that. Maybe they got more. But um, either way, that was our only client was Bed Bath & Beyond. I remember that time. Like, you were making some pretty good money. I made enough money to leave the job because I hated it. I just hated sitting under fluorescent lights, talking on the phone all day to people I didn't know, and typing it all into a keyboard into Microsoft Works. And this was 2002. This was not... 1985, we were using the most antiquated software. We weren't even using Excel to uh, make our spreadsheets and you're stuff. You're preaching to the choir here. Oh my we are God. still using a DOS-based system wow. in our office right now. I was saying to my boss, you know how easy it would be to get like Microsoft uh, Office in here on all these computers and, and her... And I, I'm like the youngest guy in that office by 20 years, probably. And they said to me, Michael, my dear, don't try to reinvent the wheel. I'm like... I've got tires for your wheels here. Like, I got like. <laughs> These wagon wheels you guys are yeah. on would be a lot better if we had tires. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Not reinventing it. Same shape, same style, but we're just going to put some rubber on them. <laughs> so they were. Do you they still were communicate? Resisting. You should have asked her if she still communicated via like Pony Express. Pony Express, right? So, yeah. I, it was just, I just send letters. Oh my God. So handwritten letters. They, I kept. I, throwing out ideas like that but they just did not they fell on deaf ears but anyway it was a good job and when i quit i said i'm putting in my two weeks notice they said well no no don't you don't need to do that like and so i this was the only job where i was begged not to leave which was really nice um but uh i did that for a year i made oh we're already over an hour here so we should probably wrap it up in a bit but i made 50 grand that year enough to leave there move down to san diego and move in with you and yeah. your crew from san diego I remember you lived. Uh, you were living job free for a while. I because I was looking for work, but I was living off all those commissions that were coming in three months later. <laughs> nice. So that's where we'll put a pin in it. Mike and Rob, 
move in together. The dream is finally achieved. In nineteen no two thousand and four, yeah. I think two thousand four two thousand five somewhere in there, and we will continue this on our next adventure, maybe in another week or something. We have some work to do on it, but thanks for listening to the history of Robin Mike because that's the only name we have of this volume, podcast. Volume one. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Volume one of nine. <laughs>